I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 69 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about the presidential election. Here in a couple of days, Americans will head to the polls and select the next president of the United States. Such a momentous occasion. Yes, indeed. Quite frankly, between you and me, I'm just glad this campaign season is about to be over. So here's my question for you. What do you plan on doing November 9th? Because if you for freedom, if you believe in the Constitution— If you believe in decentralization or limited government, November 8th is not going to be the end of the work for you. I did a video uh, a couple days ago, and you can find it on my Facebook page, and it's also on my YouTube channel. I'll link to that on the show notes. And in this short video, I basically made the case that it really doesn't matter who the next president is going to be. On November 8th, Clinton or Trump will win. And eventually they're going to take office, will serve for the next four years, and at the end of their term, the federal government will be bigger, it will be deeper in debt, it will be more overreaching, and there will be more violations of the Constitution. I would bet all of the money that I have, which wouldn't get you a whole lot, but I guarantee it, it is a guarantee that In four years, the federal government will be bigger, and there will be more constitutional violations. Whether you get Hillary Clinton or whether you get Donald Trump, doesn't matter. Federal government's going to grow. Now, I get a lot of pushback when I make this type of argument, and I make it a lot. Because I basically say, you know, you need to quit spending so much time focusing on what's going on in Washington, D.C., and focus at the state and local level. Utilize the tools of nullification. Push from the bottom up instead of trying to change Washington, D.C. by changing Washington, D.C. people. I've used this analogy from time to time. Expecting Washington, D.C. to fix America's problems is like expecting a toddler to change its own diaper. It's not going to happen. At some point, an adult needs to come along and change the stinky, gross diaper. The baby is not going to do it by itself. Washington, D.C. is not going to solve America's problems. Washington, D.C. is America's problem. And I say this over and over and over again, and people get angry with me. 
and people that actually believe in what I'm talking about, that believe in the Tenth Amendment Center, that believe in the concept of nullification, even they get angry because they think I'm saying, well, you should just never, ever vote. And that's not necessarily what I'm saying. I'm not going to deny that there may be value in what I would call a defensive vote. So if you believe that electing one person might keep things from getting bad as fast and might give us a better opportunity to fix things in the future, by all means, head to the voting booth, vote your conscience. But you should really think long and hard about what you're doing and about whether the person that you're going to pull that lever for is really going to be any better than the other one. Because, quite frankly, I'm skeptical of this idea. And, and so we have this choice. We have Donald Trump and we have Hillary Clinton. And a lot of people that uh, believe in the Constitution, that believe in decentralization, that believe in limited government will say, well, you need to vote for Donald Trump because at least he won't be as bad as Hillary. At least he won't be as likely to you know, try to confiscate guns or, or whatever. That he's going to be somewhat better, just at least a smidget better on the Constitution than Hillary Clinton. But is this really true? I mean, we don't have any guarantee of this. I mean, yeah, we know that Hillary Clinton's going to be awful. Yes, we know that Donald Trump has said some things that might make you think, well, he would be better than Hillary. But just because he says something, it's no guarantee that he's actually going to be better. And a lot of people just have this mentality that, well, you know, Republicans are more limited government than Democrats. Republicans have a little bit more respect for the Constitution than Democrats do. So we should vote for the Republican because it's going to be better. It's not going to be as bad. And maybe we'll get some good Supreme Court justices. Well, I addressed this whole idea for Supreme Court justices in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'll link to it. You should, you should definitely listen to that one if you haven't already, because I make the case that there is absolutely no guarantee that a Republican is going to give you better Supreme Court justices. But this idea that the Republicans are even better on the Constitution or for limited government, most of it's rhetoric. I mean, if we really go back and we look over the last few Republican administrations and we look at what they've actually done, they've been just as bad at violating the Constitution as the Democrats have. People will say, oh, Mike, you're crazy. Look, we've got Obamacare under Barack Obama. Well, you know, we got an expansion of Medicaid under uh, or Medicare under George Bush. You know, the Republicans have their own brand of, uh, of government health care. So don't try to tell me that that George Bush was somehow better because he wasn't. And on some things, he was maybe worse. I mean, you know, we got the Patriot Act under George Bush. We got more spying. We got unconstitutional wars. I mean, he has a horrible record when it comes to the Constitution. So why should I be convinced that Donald Trump, because he has an R next to his name, is somehow going to be better or protect or maybe preserve a little bit the Constitution? I just don't buy it. And we can even go back, you know, if, if you want to really dig into the weeds a little bit, let's go back and look at the Ronald Reagan administration because, you know, that's the gold standard. He was the limited government Republican. He's the one that conservatives hold up as the, uh, as the ideal. But did he really shrink government? No. First off, Reagan was a huge drug warrior. He drastically expanded the war on drugs, and there is absolutely no constitutional authority for the federal government to be waging a drug war. And if you doubt me on this, ask why it took a constitutional amendment to have alcohol prohibition. 
How is drug prohibition any different? It's not. And then there was the amount of money that was spent in the Reagan years. In 1987, Murray Rothbard wrote this. 1980, the first year of free spending Jimmy Carter, the federal government spent $591 billion. In 1986, the last recorded year of the Reagan administration, at the time this was written, the federal government spent $990 billion, an increase of 68%. Now, you might say, well, Reagan had an uncooperative Congress. You know, Congress was split. Okay, maybe. But whatever it was, it was not a decrease in spending, and it was an increase in government. And then we can look on at regulation. Regulation was something that Reagan was supposed to be great on. But even an official in his own Office of Management and the Budget wrote, the president has not mounted a broad offensive against regulation. There hasn't been much total change since 1981. There has been more balanced administration of regulatory agencies than we had become used to in the 1970s, but many regulatory rules have been strengthened. This is Ronald Reagan, so forgive me if I'm a little bit skeptical that Donald Trump is going to somehow come in and and preserve the Constitution. Yeah, he might be better than Hillary on some things, but I'm willing to bet he might be worse. And if you're really looking for an increase in liberty, if you're really looking for decentralization, if you're really looking to restore the Constitution, you cannot depend on any presidential candidate. We have to stop focusing exclusively on D.C. politics, where the federal government is just going to continue to grow. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Harry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed this show, please do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10th Center.com. And if you haven't done it already, please head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast for free. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.